Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. Donald Trump, what the hell were you thinking? This is the Friday, June 5th, 19 Candidates and Counting edition of the show, where we take an in-depth look... Well, no, that's a lie. It's going to be a very shallow and snarky look at the fringe candidates for the Republican nomination for president in 2016. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the East Frog Slurp Mississippi Republican Party Chairman Ed Old Cooterbutt Turpin, who proudly points out that there has been not there's not been an actual lynching in Mississippi in years, as far as anyone knows. The Grand Old Party of Mississippi, bad, but not as bad as you think. If you'd like to sponsor the show, call up old Cooterbutt and tell him he's got to stop cutting his white lightning with turpentine. It's making people crazy again. Now, I'm running for president and leading in the Republican polls. Why? Because the Tea Party loves crazy more than they hate black. And I'm crazier than the shithouse rat. And I'm not going anywhere. I'll win this Republican nomination because with your support, I can and will be much crazier. King! I'm going to wear a flag pin the size of a fat baby's head. King! And show off the cool handshake me and Jesus have been working on for when he comes back to Earth. With just 17 months to go before the election, the Grand Old Party could not be more awash in choices if they were an unsinkable ship who had just clipped an iceberg. By the count of the, what I am certain is a highly reputable and thoroughly fact-checked website called 2016republicancandidates.org, there are no fewer than 31, as of this recording, Republicans who are either declared, exploring, or flirting like a horny sailor in the Pusan Pussy Palace. Hi, Miss Kwan, with running for president in 2016. Now, the lamestream media will focus on the, quote, viable, unquote, candidates like Rick Santorum. Really? You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. What's really going on here is they're keeping you, the Republican voters, from seeing the real breadth of the field of candidates. Now, some people might use deep, but I find using depth in associations with anything conservative to be just slightly disingenuous. Lucky for you, however, the new media is here, if by new media you mean one slightly tipsy dude recording a podcast. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here are your third tier Republican candidates for 2016. We begin with Skip Andrews. Skip Andrews is a Mormon. Um, no. What is it? Um, Romney American. Also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. 
Skip is a great believer in the concept of American exceptionalism. He maintains that all Americans must live by the moral laws that Jesus taught and obey the Ten Commandments. He is pro-life, but allows an exception for the life of the mother, for rape, or if there's severe defect, like voting for Rick Perry for president. He is also a path to citizenship and is against the drug war. Now, these are not the reasons why Skip won't be president. He won't be president because, frankly, his name is Skip. Next, we come to Michael Picklemeyer. <laughs> this guy is so awesome. Amongst his more interesting ideas is what he, and I swear this is a quote, calls a gift for children. Bicklemeyer proposes an orbital weapons platform that would function by the collection of solar radiation, which would then be magnified and directed to the surface as a lethal beam. The weapon could potentially be as precise as to eliminate a single personal target, or as broad as to infect a <laughs> entire countries. Use of this platform could be against terrorism, or even in pursuit of the war on drugs. Bicklemeyer says this about his gift for the children. Anyways, the key to this plan is the giant laser. It was invented by the noted Cambridge physicist, Dr. Parsons. Therefore, we shall call it the Alan Parsons Project. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bicklemeyer, however, will not be elected president. And it's because he has a master's degree from the University of Phoenix Online. Carrie Bowers does not appear on the surface to be batshit crazy, which makes him notable for our list. He is a social conservative, as well as offering right-of-center solutions to a number of issues facing the nation. He sympathizes with the plight of illegal immigrants, but he makes no apologies for his faith and openly advises voters that his beliefs guide his personal decisions and would inform his actions as president. However, he feels no threat to his religious liberty from the, from the suppression of Christian icons in public places and welcomes that action if it will mollify atheist groups. Now, needless to say, this is not going to sit well with the base, and he stands no chance of being elected due to an unfortunate confluence of names with a certain former senator and secretary of state, which, of course, I mean what his wife calls him, the pet name, Hillary. Dale Christensen is, and this will shock most of you, first and foremost, a family man and a patriot, and he hopes to eliminate many social welfare programs, including Medicare and Social Security, through gradual drawdown measures. An idea that is so patently ludicrous, it makes Bicklemeyer's idea for the Alan Parsons Project seem plausible by comparison. This is not, however, why he will not be elected president. But rather, it's his position that the U.S. dollar be backed by, amongst other things, and I swear... I am not making this up, is Bitcoins. John Dummett Jr. This may surprise you, but according to his bio, he's a conservative man of spiritual faith who advocates a return to traditional American values. He rejects the modern notion of the Constitution as a living document and believes in prosecution for any and all politicians found to be attempting to thwart 
or parse this document. Yes, John Dummett Jr. wants to lock up the Supreme Court, which actually probably would be very popular amongst the Republican Party. But John will not be president because his website bio page 404s, and that just means there's something there to hide. Now, I don't want to speculate, but I think I might know what it is. Gay, everybody! He's gay! I think everyone knew. Now we come to Mark Everson. Mark Everson is a constitutional conservative. He argues that the powers of the presidents are clearly defined by the boundaries that should be obeyed, never tried, or over overreached. He's a former commissioner of the IRS under President George W. Bush and supports eliminating the IRS for 150 million Americans. He also is extremely antagonistic towards large banks. This is not why he won't be president. It's because he pronounces his name with the long E. Chris Hill is... wait, what the fuck? It says he's pro-union? He supports a living wage, supports gay rights, term limits, and is against the drug war? How the hell is this guy a Republican? Oh, oh, wait, there it is. He speaks glowingly of the virtues of faith and the importance of protecting it under the law. He's an avid supporter of the Second Amendment gun rights and wastes no opportunity to remind others that he defended such rights in war. He also believes in immigration enforcement, refusing to consider any new application for immigration at any time the unemployment rate exceeds 6%. And even though he's a veteran, Chris won't be president because his campaign website frankly looks like it was made on GeoCities. Michael Kinlaw has never held political office, but he's always been really interested in politics and the issues of the country. Michael Kinlaw says that he's the only person running for office that's just an average citizen. He has tough stances on immigration, gun rights, federal spending, and foreign policy. He warns that illegal aliens are here illegally. But sadly, he labors under the delusion that anyone not already a millionaire can ever be president. And finally, we come to Brian Russell, who is running as an outsider and someone who can bring the perspective of the private sector to Washington. Because there's no one bringing the perspective of the private sector to Washington or lobbying or, you know, there's never one who's been a CEO or a lawyer or anything. Never mind. He cast himself in the mold of, well, of course, whom else would he cast himself in the mold of? Ronald Reagan. And believes that the problem with Washington is Washington. For Brian, there is no greater concern than the lack of private sector experience in the highest levels of government. And believes this lack of experience leads to poor legislation and regulation by those who don't understand the issues or the people they're affecting. Did I mention that Brian is 35 years old? Because when I think of experience and professionalism and ability... I think a 35-year-old who runs a financial firm in North Carolina. Also, Brian is very concerned about Benghazi. None of this is why Brian will not be president. He will not be president because Brian is a ginger. You ain't no Jefferson's son. And of course, no list of complete wackaloons would be complete if I didn't include Donald Trump. But really, even the Republicans are begging him to just stay away. Please, please. Don't run. I would point out that each of the people listed here are declared candidates for the presidency of the United States, and they are all running on the Republican ticket.
The description of the candidates are drawn from their own campaign literature and not altered for the humor. This is actually what these people believe. And the reasons they will not be president, well, those are true, but represent podcaster opinion, except for Trump. And of course, there are plenty of unlikely candidates on the Democratic ticket. There's this one guy by the name of Bernie, who's an actual socialist. I mean, not just the thing Republicans call Obama. I mean, this dude admits he wants to bring European-style social democracy to the United States. What is he, nuts? I mean, Bicklemeyer's laser is more likely than this guy seeing the Oval Office. But hey, don't worry. I'm going to look for them. I'll go out and find the Wackaloon Democrats just as soon as I can. By the Source website, there are currently 31 declared, exploring, or likely candidates for the GOP nomination in 2016. I'm still looking for the numbers, but this is the most people I've seen running for any time, for anything since I attended that outdoor concert serving uninspected Chinese hot dogs. What happened in those portajons will haunt my dreams for a lifetime. And keep in mind, we're still seven months from the primaries and 17 from the general. Going by 2012 and how candidates appeared faster than kids in a quiverful family, we have the entire summer for the really weird ones to tune in, turn on, and drop out after their poll spike stops. If I were doing this list in 2011 instead of being suddenly unemployed, I mean Herman Cain would be the absolute punchline. And think about how awesome he was. Wait for him. There'll be a Herman Cain this year. But what... Uh, what is it? I don't know. What is it that makes such interesting people want to run on the Republican ticket? When they say they're the big tent party, apparently that tent is pitched outside the rubber wing of the home for the mentally askew. I mean, the viable candidates say things that in any other country in the world would get them heavily medicated or a talk show where people compete for prizes by eating live insects. Which, I guess if you think about it, it's kind of the same thing as being a talking head on Fox News. So, there's your correlation. But now we come to the part that you've all been waiting for. The editorial board of the What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast has weighed, measured, and found wanting the silly wing of the, of the Republican contenders. And after consideration of what we really want from a candidate, namely sheer entertainment value, <laughs> embarrassing gaffes, and many, many more podcasts ranting about their antics for the months leading up to the election or their eventual withdrawal in, in disgrace because of something that they did that they should have told somebody about. We're looking at you, Ben Carson. We're looking at you. We've decided to officially endorse Michael Bickelmeyer for his vision of steam-heated airport runways and a goddamn giant frickin' laser on the moon because the editorial board really loved prog rock in the 70s. That's it for the show this week. Thanks, as always, to the band Hypnostate for the opening credit title. You can find their work on Jamendo.com, and we're closing out. Of course, what else was I going to close out with but the Alan Parsons Project? This is Eye in the Sky. Honestly... There was this one just kind of wrote itself. You can find the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, rant. What the hell? Po you can also find us at whatthehellpodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, the sun in your eyes makes some of the lies worth believing, which I think might actually be Ted Cruz's campaign slogan for this year. We'll see you guys next week.
Seltzer Kings podcasts.